Hey, everybody, on today's show, we've got America's favorite house guest from Big Brother 23. Please welcome Tiffany Mitchell. Hi, Mike. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for having me. I so enjoy your show. Of course, I would not be America's favorite player if it was not for America. So thanks, America. Welcome to the Mike Grant Show. And today's special guest is America's favorite house guest from Big Brother 23. Please welcome Tiffany Mitchell. Hey, Tiffany, how are you? Mike, I am doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? Thank you. You're welcome. I'm so thrilled to have you here. I love Big Brother. We all love Big Brother. So we're going to talk Big Brother today. Let's talk. But first, as Julie Chen Moonves would say, Yes. I want to know how you got your nickname, Tiffany Tippy Toes. Can you tell us? Tippy Toes has been my nickname since I even know, knew that my name was Tiffany. They just go hand in hand. When I was little, I would walk on my tippy toes. That's how I started walking. And I just stayed walking on my tippy toes forever, running on my tippy toes. I even ran track in high school. I ran on my tippy toes. So I'm just like a tiptoe girl. So it has nothing to do with Big Brother then. I thought maybe you were sneaking around the house late at night and you had to be on your tippy toes. And I just am always on my tippy toes. It's just in my nature. It works. Just like, you know, when we were watching at home, like some viewers maybe, like I got a little confused with Hannah and Chada at one point. Because in the beginning, everybody called her Hannah. And then one episode I see Chada, I hear Chada. I'm like, who is this Chada they're talking about? It made no sense to me. And then we made it, you know figured it out yeah some of us were not some of us unfortunately can't watch a live feeds all day long as much as we want to (laughs) unfortunately for you guys because the live feeds are where it's at yep i mean live feeds are so much fun but i want to know first what did you do before you got into the big brother house because i heard that you were phlebotomist yes so i actually have my own phlebotomy service Um, I am an entrepreneur. I have my own business. I started my business back in 2013, left my job in 2014 to pursue my own business um, solely. And it just really worked out to where mobile phlebotomy became a thing. And I started getting these contracts and people just started realizing, hey, if I don't have to leave my home for laboratory service and you'll come to me, then I would love to do this. So it just really grew and took off from there. And to the point where I was able to move from Detroit and move my son out to the suburb in Birmingham, Michigan, send him to a really nice school. It just has been a great opportunity for me being an entrepreneur. And so my trade is phlebotomy, but I am a business owner. And we just had so many business owners on the show. I guess they just titled me phlebotomist. But hey, out at that point, they could have called me whatever they wanted as long as I was going to get on this show. <laughs> awesome. Good. So we learned a little bit more about it. I didn't know either that that you had your own business. So that's great. Congrats. Yes. Thank you. So have you always watched Big Brother? Were you a fan growing up or is this something that, you know, just kind of happened? 
I have been a fan of Big Brother since probably about 2012, I think. I started watching the coaches season. I came in uh, watching the season with Janelle and Boogie. And so, and, and as I'm watching, I'm realizing that these are past house guests. And I'm a person who likes to know every detail. So I couldn't even, I did not want to get into it without knowing who these people were. So I would know how to cheer, right? So I actually went back on like YouTube and looked up all the old Big Brother seasons. So I'm sitting at my job at work. I've got my iPhone propped up on my desk and I am supposed to be working, but I am literally watching every Big Brother episode I could. I could not get enough of it. So needless to say, I became a super fan. I love no other show like I love Big Brother, just hands down. And I, unfortunately, I, I started watching at season 20. So oh, I was wow. all that stuff. And I, I wish I had seen one through Did 19. you ever go back? Did you ever go back? I watch? haven't. I plan on one day doing it because it's a huge time commitment to watch all those seasons. Because I'm a TV fanatic. I watch everything. But I, I will at some point because I watch, actually started by um, the All-Star Editions. Yes. Okay. When they, the yeah. celeb, I, I'm sorry, the Celebrity Editions. That's okay. actually when I started. And then 20 because I think that first year, I think Tamar Braxton won. Yep. Yeah. If I'm not yes. mistaken. So that was the yes, first edition that I saw. And then I continued watching after that. You have to go back. You yeah. can go back. My favorite season is probably season eight with Evil Dick. If anyone wants to get into Big Brother and they can't get through season eight, they will never like Big Brother. I love Evil Dick season. He is just like, that's my style of player. <laughs> So what made you decide that this was the year to take the leap and actually become a contestant on the show? So I actually wanted to apply. So I'd been watching the show for a while, but my son was really young. And the funny thing is, I think subconsciously, I have been preparing him for me to be able to leave him for the summer, for ever since I knew that I wanted to go. Um, last year, well, 2020, when I saw that they were casting, I was like, you know what? Forget it. I am going to audition. It's 2020. I'll be 40. Shh, don't tell anybody. I was like, I can turn 40 in the Big Brother house. It's the year of hindsight. Why not go for it? And this was like January, February. I was saying to myself, like, I'm going to audition. So I really put all of my effort and sent all of my energy. Like I spent, I took a lot of energy and devoted it into my audition, my tape, my filming, just, just being intentional about getting there. Well, COVID hit. And so they had to go with an all-star cast. So I was not, I didn't know if I had ever even gotten looked at, if I was even considered. And so this year, 2021, I was like, well, this around this time is when I was trying to audition for Big Brother last year. And it popped into my head. I'm like, am I going to do it again? And I was like, well, I don't know. No sooner than I had that thought, I got a call. And so I was actually in the filming, I was in the folder to be contacted last year. So just so happened, I applied once and that was all it took for me. And that does not usually happen. That's great. And can you tell me what it was like going into the Big Brother house for the first time? And who were the house guests that came in with you that first day when you walked in? I, I was on stage with Claire, Hannah, Chada, is Sarah Beth. Um, it's so funny. Claire was the first person 
text and I made eye contact with before going into the house. We we like walked through the do the stage doors together. I looked at her, she looked at me, she smiled and I smiled at Hannah and I was like, I felt comfortable for some odd reason. Hannah and I stood next to each other on the stage next to Hannah was Sarah Beth and then there was Claire. And so when Julie tells us we can walk in that house, it's like, a, it's surreal, you can, it's, it is like a dream. Like I just kept waiting to wake up. Like I could not believe I was there. I had had dreams. Like uh, one day you're going to wake up and you're going to be in the big brother house. You're going to walk through those doors. You're going to, and, and to walk through the doors and actually be in the house. I get goosebumps right now because I could not even believe I was there. I'm looking around like, Oh my God. But you're, we walked in live. So you're on a live show. You don't have a lot of time to take it in. And I'll tell you, the momentum never stopped. Like once I walked through those doors, it was always like this. I never had time to stop and sit back and go, whoo, I'm in the big brother house. I would say it sometime, but it never, like it doesn't, it didn't feel real. And when you first walked in the house that day too, they threw you right into a competition, correct? Yes. What kind of people did they think we were? Like, I'm out there. I'm so nervous. I'm, it's, we've thrown into a competition. I should have known that because it was live, it was supposed to be quick. I take my slides out. I'm examining them. I'm looking at them. I'm thinking. Claire runs over and hits the buzzer. I'm like, oh, is it done? <laughs> and what was your strategy like um, compared to before you entered the house and then once you actually went into the house and you saw who the other contestants were did you change your strategy oh yes so yes and uh my personal strategy no but my game strategy yes um i knew i i, I know myself pretty well I am a social person. I'm a social butterfly. I love people. I love engaging in conversation. I've got a great sense of humor. I plan to use that to get and help me build relationships with people in the house. Um, I planned to play a really big social game, but I did want to stay under the radar. I definitely thought I would win more competitions than I did. I expected to come in and be this comp beast, but after I played like 12 comps and was like, oh, I can't win nothing in this house. And so it's like, oh my gosh. But then upon walking in the house day one, seeing five other people of African-American descent that looked like myself, I knew regardless of what we were going to do that I personally wasn't going to target them. And so I'm like, you know, we've never had an African-American winner. I don't want to go against these people. It wouldn't, I wouldn't feel good about taking a shot at them. It would just, it just didn't make sense to me. So that changed my game strategy when we all decided that we were going to come together and work together and not target each other so and then we were already on teams we were split up into teams of four that made it challenging so I don't know what my game strategy was going to be but to have an alliance on day one that you don't know you don't know if you can trust these people you don't know how they play the game you don't know anything but you know that you're working with them it's like ah <laughs> it was tough but we made it yeah, there were definitely many different factors in how you had to change your strategy there to what you had, you know, going into the house. And then was that the, so that alliance started day one. And for once and for all, we got to clear this up. Who started this alliance? Oh, man. The question I get all this time. So I will say on day one, 
we all knew that we were going to have to work together. That was an understanding that was unspoken and no one needed to tell us that. But Big D did take it upon himself to go around to each one of us and say, hey, we are working together. And we were like, yes, we are working together. But the same thing could be said about Hannah. Hannah came up to each and every person and said, hey, you know, the six of us have to stick together. Um, and then I do remember that Xavier named us the cookout. And so collectively, we all knew we were going to work together. Big D wants to take the credit for saying he started the cookout. And that is perfectly fine with me. It doesn't bother me. I don't care at all because I was not the one who went around to say, hey, you guys know we're all working together. But we understood that we were all working together. No one really had to, to, to give us the go ahead and do that. But he did confirm that he had spoken with this person, that person, and we all agreed to work together. And then week three is when I came up with the master plan. And I think that it is considered that it was my idea because of the master plan. Because before that, we just knew we were working together, but we did not know how. We didn't have a how, we had a desire, we knew what needed to be done, but we had no idea how to do it. And so I do understand how I am receiving a lot of credit for the cookout um, because of the master plan, because without it, we did not have an idea of how we were gonna move. And I don't even think we all expected the six of us to get there. We just knew that that was the desire. And really that master plan, Tiffany, was genius. <laughs> so, I mean, pairing everybody up now, just correct me if I'm wrong, did, Derek did not, was not paired up with anyone at that point when you did that? No, and, no. And because, what was the reason that that happened? Well, we, there were, there are only 11 members of the jury. So, and there are six members of the cookout. So we did not need six other people to pair up with us because the one person would not have mattered. We only needed five people. Well, the Jokers had already lost Frenchie, which left them down to three. And that was Ava and Derek, who are already members of the cookout. And then there was Brittany. So I figured Derek and Ava both had Brittany as a partner. And whichever one of them was going to be closer to her really didn't matter. I always felt that Ava was closer to Brittany than Derek was. So I could I put Brittany with Ava and Derek didn't need anybody, which worked out because Derek's line throughout the season was, I'm on an island by myself. So he didn't need a partner. <laughs> and you were also part of the Queens. Yes. Which in that first week, or, or rather that first day was established. Claire was the head of the Queens and she chose you to be on her team. And then also part of that was also Kyland and Travis. So yes. um, that was another alliance that you were in. So tell me a little bit about that alliance. The Queens team was strong. I, first of all, just to be on the Queens team, I knew that that was a team for me. Could you imagine them putting me with the Jokers? But no, I'm <laughs> just joking. <laughs> the fact that I was on the Queens team, I have crowns all around my house. I definitely call myself a queen. So I love that I was chosen for the Queens team. Claire, me and her walked in the door together. So we were just bonded immediately. Having a big, strong competitor like Kylan, a guy who, who everyone in the house found attractive. So they wanted to work with him. And he was very charming. And so he was this tough competitor. And Travis, that body of his, like we knew that he was going to be a comp beast. We felt very strong strong together and we wanted to try to keep our team as together as much as we as long as we could but we were very strong from the gate I felt very confident on being the, the, the Queen's team and then during week three you won a wild card immunity I did can you tell us a little bit about that 
So I did win that wild card comp, but I my immunity was I would have to I would be able to keep myself safe, one member of the Aces and one member of the Jokers. And I absolutely did not want to do that because I knew that we were targeting um Brent that week and I didn't want it to be a possibility for him to stay safe. So um I had to get rid of my immunity for the bigger cause of us getting Brent out. But it was it was interesting because I don't know if America knows, but you know, I kind of got some flack from the other from the jokers for targeting Britney and me and Derek. They were like, you know, you targeted Britney. And I'm like, yeah, hey, I had to target Britney. What what you guys didn't see is Xavier told me, do what you have to do, go out there and win that comp. We knew I knew I had to win it. I knew Derek couldn't win it. And I knew Xavier didn't want Britney to win it. So it was favored for me to win that comp. And I'm not gonna lie, Derek definitely helped me because I was out there running across that beam going four, five, six, seven. <laughs> <laughs> were there any other alliances that you had or anybody else that you were close to in the house at that point early on? Mike, I had, uh, I was in so many alliances. I had an alliance with Travis and he left on day nine. Are you kidding me? I was the alliance queen. I came in the house saying I'm not making any alliances. I'm just going to say I'm working with people. By week three, I probably had 10. So let's see. Week one, I think I had established King Slayers with me, Claire, Aza, and Brittany. So we were King Slayers. Then, um, uh, of course, we had the queens and we had the cookout. Um, oh my gosh, I had so many alliances. Week three, we we had the mafia with Brent. Brent and it was in the mafia. Brent started this whole alliance with the Queens and the Aces. Then we had the Royal Flush. Um, oh my goodness. It, there were so many alliances. Uh, Kai and I had uh, the Connect. It was just him and I. Sarah, Beth, Claire, and myself had Jackpot. So yeah, there were alliances flying all over the place. And, and did you at any point with all these a million alliances at, at some point think to yourself, my God, I don't even know who I'm working with, who's on what a lot, because I mean, it's got to get confusing, even though there's only 16 of you, eventually you're like, I don't even remember if this person's in my alliance or not. It was very confusing for me to keep up with my alliances. And that's how I ended up spilling the beans in front of Hannah that I was in the Royal Flush, me and Derek. And I had no idea. Hannah was so close to me at that time. And I'm in so many alliances at this point in the game that I can't keep up with who's in what alliance. But Hannah was so tight to me that when I'm speaking about the Royal Flush, I'm not even thinking that she's not in the Royal Flush. So when she pulls me to the side and she goes, hey, so who created the Royal Flush? And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Derek told her about the Royal Flush. I'm just eating my cereal. And I'm like, so he told you? She's like, no, you told me. I'm like, what? Who did? <laughs> I was like, what are you doing, Tiffany? You just, oh my gosh. Some nights I went to bed thinking like, you are going to get evicted. You are in so many alliances. Sometimes I could not even sleep just thinking about, I just formed a new alliance. <laughs> what did I do? Like, why did you do this? I go to bed and I'm like, oh my God, you just formed another alliance. So I was forming alliances every day. <laughs> what kind of little memory tricks did you do in the house to remember everything? Because I know, you know, you, you don't have television. You don't have you know, to distract you. I mean, I mean, that, that's why I can't go on Big Brother because I need to watch TV still. But <laughs> oh, it's a TV show. I, I it is a TV mind. show, Mike. I know. 
but you don't you don't have a pen and paper you no. don't have little things so what kind of little tricks did you do to try to remember things because you it, it's very tough in big brother you've got to remember day one day two day three day four all these different things what what did you do to help you remember things Initially, we thought about coming up with a song, but then we realized that the song to remember the days would just be way too long for us to even remember. Um, my um, Derek X tried to help me come up with a strategy for uh, it with a math strategy, a math equation for going back to the days. And then that's when we realized that I didn't know math. And so we had to, we had to go around that. But you, you it really, it takes, um, it takes a village. Like they say, you have to have a support system. Some people remember things on their own. I actually really did need the support of my friends to help me with these days to study together. So we actually would study together. We would ask each other questions like, what happened on day 37? Okay, that's named that croon. I kind of had a system for knowing that the head of household days were like 1, 9, 16, 23, 30, 37. And I knew if I got those down and I could remember the names, I could just add on a few days for the veto cop or add on a few days for when the nomination ceremony was. Um, there's a lot of brain power that goes into playing Big Brother. You never realize how much you rely on other things besides your own intellectual um, knowledge to help you remember things. This phone here is the devil. You, you rely on it so much it does all of the thinking and that's why it's called a smartphone I have never used my brain so much to the capacity that I had to in the big brother house and and, and it's, I'm glad that I did I never want to be that reliant on anything else again I definitely want to be able to use my own sense to to to, to remember things because what are we going to do when we're old just you know yep and I mean you know we grew up in a time where there were no cell phones absolutely so we were probably we way do- smarter then yeah, we we had to do everything, you know, in our head and by hand and things like that. People now, they're, they're you know, they're privileged that they grow up with Absolutely. a cell phone. So, so do you feel that was also an advantage for you? You know, maybe even? <sighs> no, because let me tell you something. The, the house guests were very, very smart. This had to be the smartest cast I had ever seen in my life. They could remember things. You've got people in there with photographic memories. Their short-term memories are amazing. I'm like, hey, where are, where are the people who are just not that smart? Why didn't you cast those people? Like, <laughs> what the heck? Everyone in this game was so smart. Um, and I have one who had started relying upon my phone for things. I have not had to remember anyone's phone number in ages. So you don't realize just how reliant you are on a technology. But um, you there's something about the brain that is very powerful. Once you realize, and I am easily adaptable myself. So once I realized I couldn't rely and depend on anything else but my own self, I started, you start massaging the brain. You start, you know, you, you, and you feed the mind and it, then it rewards you. And so you become better at remembering things. I remember the first time they called me into the diary and I'm like, oh, I don't remember that. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. But as time progressed, you get so used to it and then your your mind develops the rhythm. And so then it becomes easier for you. Yep. I, I mean, my gosh, sometimes I can't remember what I did yesterday, you know, or, yeah. or, 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 or what, what you ate for dinner yesterday. And sometimes, you know, we're doing this. This is live to tape people. So it's not a live show. But sometimes even when you're filming something, I may say a fact a little off that I do know mm-hmm. correctly. Mm-hmm. But just because you're in the moment, you know. That, that's yeah. what happens. Um, was there any point 
when every week, so, so let's say you started in the beginning, people started going home each week, here we go, one's home, two's home, three's home. Was there any point that you doubted any of your alliances or thought that maybe you might be going home this particular week that they're targeting you early on, early on in the competition? Um, the crazy thing is I, I did not think that I was being targeted in the beginning. Um, I never heard anybody saying my name. The most afraid I was was when Frenchie was in the house. Even though Frenchie had my back and I knew that uh, we were working together because he had a secret of mine, which was that I threw that rogue vote, it scared me because he was going around saying, I know who threw the votes, but I'm not gonna tell. And I was like, oh boy, what? What are you doing? What do you mean you know who cast the votes, but you're not going to tell? And it was just too much power for him to have over me. And I felt that if he stayed and someone twisted his arm hard enough that at some point he might tell and then I would be in jeopardy. And after that, I tried to make sure to stay out of things. But I will say um, one of the reasons I felt so secure is because I did feel that I had the backing of the cookout regardless. And then I really was confident in the other alliances that I had. I believed in my Kingslayers Alliance. I did not expect Brittany to turn on me or Claire. I already knew I had Ozla in, on both sides. Um, even my jackpot alliance with Sarah Beth, I felt that she would keep me safe for a while until I started targeting her. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> she might target me. But I did feel really secure in the in Derek X. I had, you know, him and I were in the detectives together. So I've been and Kai was in it. So I had a lot of overlapping alliances that made me feel safe. And as the weeks went on, finally you could see the cookout's mission of making it to the top six was finally yes. going to become a reality. Yes. And once you got, you know, towards towards there, you won your first head of household. I did. So can you tell us a little bit what it was like winning your first head of household? In that house, competing against so many strong, tough, smart competitors and you just never and you don't win you can get really down on yourself and you can lose the self-confidence that you originally came into the house with but I had to tell myself you know when it is your time Tiffany it is your time and it will come I studied very hard for those NFTs um, I actually had a little strategy of, of using nail polish to help me remember certain things on like a little cardboard and I studied and I studied and I said you know in this game I can't in, on a mental comp I can't make myself know what I don't know but on a physical game I can push my body as hard as I can and when I won that uh that had a household I was really shocked but I was so proud I was so ecstatic because I, it, it made me realize that winning is an attainable goal in this house it is something that I could do I was definitely proud of myself that was like one of the things I wanted to do coming into the house was I must win head of household and so when I did you couldn't tell me anything you saw the look on my face <laughs> and, and then too, winning head of household doesn't just mean you win head of household. It means you get that room and you get a letter and pictures from back home. So tell us what it was Absolutely. like with that. I was, I missed my son, my family. I wanted to hear something from them so bad. So winning that head of household, I was absolutely looking forward to hearing a message from home. When I got my pictures of my little pad and my son and my niece, I, I, it was, it just put new life back into me. It gave me an, another boost of confidence, of energy, of life in that house. Reading the letter from my 
Mama Pat, it just let me, you know, it, it, it made me feel proud that she was rooting for me, that they were proud of me, that I had the support of my family. You, you don't get to hear anything from your family. And it's almost a position that no one ever places themselves in. So it was so important that I got that um, that reassurance from them, it just, it just gave me another boost of energy so much so that I wanted it again. Right. Yep. So then what <laughs> happened is Sarah Beth got eliminated that week because Claire actually wound up becoming head of household. Claire dethroned me and became the secret HOH. Yep, yes. She was secret HOH. And then the next week you weren't supposed to win the head of household. I, nobody ever told me. But... <laughs> <laughs> So we need you to explain yourself. How did you wind up winning that second week? Oh my goodness. Okay. So I know that it's not, it, I'm not favored to win the second HOH because they want to target Claire. Right. And I was just thinking like, well, is it really in the best interest to target Claire? Like, could we just not keep Claire one more week? And so when I get up on these spinning discs, First of all, I get dizzy very easily. So there is no way that I'm expecting to win this competition. But as people just start falling and I'm still up here, I'm going, wait, I'm actually doing pretty good. But I really did want Aza to win it. And so because I knew how badly she wanted to see her family. So when it got down to me, Kai and Aza, if Kylan would have fallen, then I was just going to let Aza have it because I had already won how to household and I knew how bad she wanted to win it. It was just a sister thing, you know. And so when she fell and it was up to me and Kai, I knew Kai was favored to win because he was in the position to nominate either Claire or Alyssa. But I was really thinking about my family and I could just hear them saying um, like, hey, keep going, keep going. I knew my son was cheering for me. Winning is such a thrill in the house. And I can't lie, I wanted to win. I wanted us back-to-back HOH. It's not been done before that I'm aware of. I think I think maybe um, some previous seasons, I'm really not sure, but I wanted that back-to-back HOH. I wanted to see my family again. I wanted the room, the privacy. And I also wanted to see if I could beat Kylan. So, you know, <laughs> I took it. And I like, if you want to win then beat me yep so you did win that hoh and what you wanted to do that week is you wanted to target Alyssa. i did yes but they didn't want that they wanted claire out absolutely so tell us what happened that week what what went wrong with with your plan so I knew that they wanted to target Claire because everyone wanted to take care of Xavier. No one in the house wanted to piss Xavier off. So everyone wants to protect him. And if, you like, if Xavier wants Alyssa to save him, that's what everyone else wanted. So I knew it was only up to me to save Claire. If anybody was going to save Claire, it was going to be me. Kylan maybe would have um, tried to save Claire. But I, at that moment, I really didn't know what, what angle he had and who he wanted to save. Well, I knew that if I was HOH, I was not nominating Claire. Claire wasn't going home on my HOH. Claire was going to be freaking safe. So I nominate Alyssa and Xavier. And the only thing now is I need to make sure that Alyssa doesn't win the golden power of veto. Well, oh my God, Murphy's law is in full effect here. If anything could go wrong, it will go wrong for me. And what happens? Alyssa wins the freaking golden power of veto. Like, what did you do, girl? Do you have a magic wand? I'm like, this cannot even be happening. So of course, Alyssa wins the golden power of veto. Then I'm like, 
caught in, in the crosshairs of my alliance with the cookout and my alliance and my relationship with my best friend in the house. And I knew that it was more important for me to go for the mission. I never wanted to get rid of Claire. I did not want me to be the person to get rid of Claire, but everything happens for a reason. And it worked out in the best interest for our relationship, because let's say someone else would have been head of household and Claire would have left. Claire would have left and I would have still been deceiving her. And she would have found out about this alliance in the jury. And maybe that would have made her not happy or, 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 or trust me, or maybe it would have damaged our, our relationship. But because I was put in such a precarious position and I wanted to be honest with her, we were able to have a best of a transparent conversation as we could so that she could understand why she was going. And honestly, I am so glad that nobody else was able to send my friend out the house. They don't get to get that. No, you don't get to kick Claire out. <laughs> yep, and I think you did the right thing because didn't somebody, I, I can't remember, but didn't they not want you to say anything to Claire and just oh. send her home? Oh my gosh. I mean, there how could so you have done that? She, she was your was partner. You have to give her the heads up there. Claire was my partner. Claire was my best friend. And Claire, and what hurt me so bad is I knew that Claire would never do that to me. And she said it. And when she said it, it just still breaks my heart because I know she would never do that to me. Like she had my back a thousand percent. And I knew that. And of course, people want to conceal their alliances and they want to conceal the what their, their games play and everything. And I think everybody thought that if I said anything to Claire was going to reveal what they were doing, and we still had Alyssa in the house. And so I understood that no one wanted to be exposed so me trying to always play a fair game hey Libra is my rising sign so I'm always trying to balance these scales I'm a Leo but Libra's in my rising so you know I'm always trying to balance these scales and I did not want to expose anyone but I did not feel comfortable lying to Claire and they are giving me these stories and I'm trying to comprehend them I'm blinking like um um okay what what did you say again you said tell her what and I could not remember it I, I like I couldn't remember the lies and at some point I'm like I just want to tell her the truth. And I will say, Kylan and Aza and even Chada were on my side about allowing her some truth here. But then there were other people who were just like, no. And if we all couldn't agree, then we just could not do it. And what was it like then, you know, Claire got sent home, then Alyssa got sent home. And finally, the cookout had made the top six. What was the feeling like for you? And that feeling of us making it to six was like no other feeling in the world. I still, my whole body just prickles when I think about that because it was something that we, we, we waited for for so long, a desire that we, we wanted and a goal that we had looked to achieve for so long and we had no idea if we were going to make it. And it was so hard getting there. And when we looked around and we had finally done it, it was just so much love and camaraderie of us together having accomplished that no matter what we had to do to get there, we did what we set out to do. We were all there in that moment. And our biggest fear was getting to the end and one of the six not being able to be there we were even afraid that there would be a double eviction at like seven and then we would go from seven to five and it would never be a six but uh, luckily it didn't happen that way and all six of us were there elated like oh god it was it was surreal it was the best feeling in the world there was nothing that could take that moment away from us at that point like the house could be on fire and we were just still going to jump around and be happy about the fact that the six of us had made it to, to that point so finally you had made it to the top six you achieved your mission but then unfortunately 
somebody's got to go. And unfortunately, yeah. that first person was you. Yeah. So <laughs> I want to know what went on that first week. And do you think anything in particular, like maybe doing the the back-to-back wins that had a household, you know, cost you, you know, somebody's vote and change their mind? Or was there anything you think you could have done differently to keep yourself in the house longer? That first week after we made it to six, that week that we made it to six and I knew one of the six had to go home, I definitely wasn't thinking it was going to be me. I wanted Kylan to win, had a household. I felt that him, Kylan, Chada, and myself all understood that without the three of us together, we were not making it to the top three. So I was thinking that somebody else was going to go home. Um, I also felt that Kylan and I were disconnected in our connect alliance that um, I had some times where I didn't trust him and I knew that he could feel that especially when I won that back-to-back HOH that second one and so um, I I feel that it was a consensus of the six that I was probably the least controllable and because I was so unpredictable and they could not control me I, I felt that it was a consensus of the house that they all wanted me gone Kylan seems to have made that decision on his own that he wanted, you know, that we could not work together because I had admitted to him that there were times where I didn't trust him. But what I was trying to do in that moment was say to him, hey, listen, I may have had some times where I didn't trust you, but moving forward, I don't have any, I don't have anyone to work with that I do trust. I know Xavier doesn't want to take me to the end. I know Derek F doesn't want to take me to the end. And I know other doesn't want to take me to the end either. Child is the only person I have in you. And I've been working together all of this time. We are all that we have. We have to work to the end. And I also don't want to work to the end just because I have to, but I want us to reestablish trust. But I think at that time it was just too late. Was there at any point during that week that you thought, hey, I think the guys are working together. Let's form an all-girl alliance. Let's go approach Aza and try to get the three of us against the three of them. I absolutely thought the guys were working together. I felt that the guys were working together starting the week of my HOH because Xavier and Kylan were sleeping in the coral room together, which was something I had never saw happen. And so I, that's always a time to build a relationship. You know, but Frenchie bonded with Brent over one night and he became his best friend. So it doesn't take a lot of time in the big brother house to build a bond and a relationship with someone. So I was not comfortable with them sharing the room together. I did during, I did start to feel that the guys were working together. And so I said that to Chada, like, I think the guys are working together. It would be dope if the girls could work together. I said, I'm going to bring it up to Aza. I brought that um, up to Aza a couple of times. Um, once I brought it up to her in the bathroom about the women working together, she didn't give me any feedback. She kind of just looked at me and shook her head. And I was hoping that she was on the same page as me with that. But then during um, my HOH, when I brought it up to her in our one-on-one about the women working together and me having a love to see one of the one of black women win. And the only way to really do that is um, to have two two of us sitting in those final two seats, maybe three of us get to the end together and, and two of us will sit there. And she let me know that she felt differently about that. So then I knew that we weren't going, we didn't have Aza. So there wasn't going to be a girls versus the guys. It was me and Chada versus everybody else. <laughs> did, did, did you feel Aza could have been working with one of the guys and having some sort of alliance with them? And that's why she didn't want to do an all girls alliance? Well, Aza's always been very true to, um, her loyalties. And I knew that her and Derek F had a relationship and I felt that she would probably be true and loyal to Derek F. 
I wasn't sure where she stood with Xavier, but when I asked her where, who does she feel comfortable with in the sixth, she was very honest. She said, you know, I feel very comfortable with Derek F and I feel very comfortable with Xavier. That let me know right then and there. I was at, at the bottom, Chata was at, she had already told me weeks ago that she did not trust Chata. And I knew that she did not trust Kylan. And so I felt like I was in the middle. It was like, she trusted Chata the least, then she trusted Kylan less, and then I was next. So when she let me know that she her loyalties were with um, Xavier and Derek F, I knew that there was no way she was going to work with me or Chata as far as the girls were concerned. So unfortunately that night you got evicted and yes. then Hannah followed you. I was not expecting that, but yeah. Yep, so that was a double eviction that night. So I wanna know what was it like then going to the jury house? Going to the jury house as the first member of the cookout, I was a little anxious because I did not know how I was going to be received. I did not know what information they knew. And I knew that I was probably going to have to be the one to lay some groundwork and do some, um, you know, damage control if there was any that needed to be done. They were very receptive. Uh, they were, you know, I informed them of the cookout alliance and then I gave them the details of it. And, and they were very understanding and welcoming. And that made me feel really good. I was really happy that they understood that it was nothing personal and that we still loved them. Um, and it was very hard for us as well to actually have to go against them because some of, if, if it wasn't for the cookout, my gameplay would have been totally different. And so I think that they did understand that. And when Chada came in behind me, I was just so floored. Like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, what is going on here? And it kind of let me know that Kylan was going to be next because I had already called it out to him when me and him and Chada tried to form a final three, like for sure, for sure. Hey, if you don't keep us, then they're not keeping you. But I knew that he didn't believe that. Once you were eliminated and then you saw Chada follow you next and the two of you were in the house with the other jurors, you knew there were four left. And like you were said, you were thinking Kylan was going to be next. Who did you predict in your mind before you knew was going to be in the top two? I thought it was going to be Xavier and Aza. I before I left the house and me too asked, I predicted that on this show viewers I said that I you? thought that's and you know what and what I actually said too not, not to interrupt you but mm -hmm. I did want to say if Tiffany I, I have video proof here guys if Tiffany can make it to the top two Tiffany's gonna win the whole thing oh thank that's you. what I did say if Tiffany does make it but I was worried about you because I said I think with, with that comp I said oh they're gonna go after her that's what's gonna they were going to go see they were going to go after me before and that's something that you know maybe is not shown I'm not sure but they had there had been talks about going after me before the three guys sat in the have not room like it, it was even before I had won the second HOH they talked about getting me out maybe even before six they had always wanted me gone it was never a surprise and so when I was up there on those spinning discs I won because I said, hey, if I'm going to leave and I know they're going to kick me out at six anyway, I'm going to go out with a bang. I'm going to leave my mark in this house. So I knew before it, it wasn't people want to say or the house guests want to fall back on the fact that when I won the second HOH, they started not to trust me. They weren't going they were going to kick me out anyway. That was just an excuse. <laughs> but I definitely did think that Xavier and Aza would be sitting in the final two. I was not expecting to see Big D, just so you know. Yep. <laughs> and then, then we make it to finale night. Here we yeah. are. And then finally, we, we see that it's Xavier and Derek up there. Um, so 
like you said, you, you were surprised that Derek had made it to the top two. I was surprised and then not so much because here it was, we, Hannah and I tried to get Aza to work with us. And I was just saying to myself, like, you know, if she's in, if she ends up in the final two, then she made a, the best decision, you know, to not work with Chada and myself. She, she, she did. But if she doesn't, then if she just wanted to come in third place, she could have worked with me and Hannah. <laughs> you know, we could have still had an all girls alliance, but it would have been a big, it would, and I don't mean that sincerely. If it would have gotten down to the three women, I think it would have been anybody's game. You know, um, I, I definitely did want to choose Chada because we had worked together from the very beginning and it has nothing personal against Azza, but Chada and I, Chada had been by my side the whole time in the game. I would have felt that I owed her for her and I to be sitting in the final two together, whether she would have beat me or whatever I want, I would have wanted to take her. But if Azza would have won and then she would have kicked me out, then that would have been great on her game. She would have been in the final two. Now, I know you suspected it early on in the season, but did it shock you or surprise you by anybody's occupation? Because I know you did think that Xavier was a lawyer. And when you found out finale night and then some of the other occupations, uh, what were your thoughts? I was not surprised. Xavier does not carry himself as a bartender. He goes to bed at the same time every night, which is like 10 o'clock. I'm like, what bartender goes to bed this early? And model, yes, probably, because his body, of course, and he looks amazing. I would take pictures of him all day long. He should take pictures in whatever other capacity that he wants to do, he should he should do. He looks great. But I was thinking he was so disciplined. He carries himself so well. He's so self-controlled. He just, you know, he's a great listener. He he has this presence about himself. Everything about him said something about law or enforcement or just, I, I could not figure it out exactly, but I was not surprised to hear attorney. It, it fits him so well. I actually thought, I'm like, he is not 27. If he's 27, something is going on. I'm really 22 then because he carries himself in such a dignified manner. I was thinking he's either very mature or he has a career that, uh, that, that um, caters to his personality, which would be the discipline, self-control. So attorney just fit, it's, it's him, so totally him. And then another thing that happened right there on finale night, which I'm assuming you didn't probably learn until the commercial break is you were up for America's favorite house guest. Could not so believe could it. Tell us about that. I definitely thought it was Derek X. Who doesn't love Derek X? I thought I might be close. I thought that maybe both Derek's were up there because I don't know. Everybody seems to think Derek F had this had had America. I don't know why we thought that. He I don't have a clue, but I definitely felt that Derek X had America's heart. He definitely had my heart. He still has my heart. I love Derek X. Felt like I would come in close, but to to get the love and receive that uh, admiration from America, I mean, like I am still so honored that it's such a privilege for to be loved like that. I did not know that America would love me like that. You are in the house. You have no idea what people think about you. And it's almost like they either love you or hate you. But to get the love that I got, it made me feel good because honestly, in the house, I felt 
sometimes that I was a little alone and I felt that, you know, I, I just did not feel the love in the house all the time from everyone. So to come out and see that America was really cheering for me, it, it, it took away the anxiety that I had inside of the house, the doubt that I had of myself in the house. And it really made me feel that I was actually playing a good game and not to take the things that people were saying in the house of, about me at heart, you know? And congratulations, obviously, again, Thank for winning you. the money. Now we want to know, what are you going to do with that money, Tiffany? Oh my gosh. So I have to invest in my business. I'm doing something for my son. My son is actually going to fly. We're going to come to, he's going to fly to California. We're going to Disneyland. We're going to do some things together. This I was just going to say, you got to say you're going to Disneyland. Yes. Yes. I have. Listen, I have never been in my life to a Disney anything. So this will be a first for me. So, you know, I'm waiting for him. He's got a, he's got a homecoming week this week. And so he's in the band at school. So I want him to get his obligations out of the way. Um, and so um, my family is just like, you know, handle your business and do what you need to do. But I'm flying him out here next week. Gonna, he's going to miss a couple of days of school, but he's going to get his work done because he's a very smart kid. He's on the honor roll. He's an all A student. So we're not going to drop any balls there. But I'm definitely we're definitely hanging out at Disneyland for a little bit. What was your favorite competition and your least favorite competition? Oh my gosh. So my favorite competition, even though I didn't win, was the wall. I love the wall. It just, you know, you have to push yourself. I love pushing myself. It's a love-hate thing. It's like, I hate to have to push myself, but when you push yourself and push yourself, and in those moments, the 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 gratification is immediate because you're like, ooh, I did that. Ooh, I did that. You know, I love the wall comp. BB Comics, you could take BB Comics and flush it down the toilet. I am so mad that I did not win my BB Comics. I, I still don't know what I did wrong. I haven't watched it yet on the show. I've got not made it there. I definitely thought I had everything right. My mom goes, girl, your memory is not worth anything. I'm like, mom, you don't understand. I ran up and down that ladder, flew down that. Um, oh, my God. Forget BB Comics. Y'all can have it. I hate it. <laughs> Of the few people who unfortunately did not make it to the jury, the early ones that got evicted, was there anybody that you thought if they stayed in the house, ooh, they're, they could be a huge threat and they could wind up winning this game? Oh, Christian was a huge threat because Christian is such a competitor and he's got so much energy and he's got a great social game. And who doesn't love Christian? Like you just don't even want to get rid of him. I mean, and then he had Alyssa and they made a great duo together so him is staying in the game although I did not feel like he would be targeting me I just knew that it would be hard to get him out later so he actually had to go when he left but you saw I wanted to flip the vote to keep him I'm like should we do it Claire do we do it and was there anybody in the house that just kind of surprised you that you didn't think they were going to be as good as a, a competitor or just you know playing the game as they were that later on you discovered, wow, this person really played the game well. You know, Alyssa was really playing a really good game. Um, for, you know, I did not know, um, 
I knew that she was playing a good game. I, I, when she was with Christian, I was like, okay, they're a duo. They're bouncing, they're, they're bouncing off of each other where she's strong, you know, or where she's weak, he backs her up. But then when Christian left and then she had to work with Xavier, I still saw that she was still strong and she was still making some valid points and some good ideas. When she came to me to pitch for me to, for herself, when she was on the block, she had me thinking, I was like, Whoa, girl, you better be glad, honey, if it was not for this cookout, I might consider what you're saying. So she was always playing the game. I was definitely impressed with Alyssa's game, for sure. What advice would you give somebody who wants to audition for Big Brother? Be yourself. Know your story. Be able to tell it. Capture your audience. Just bring the energy. Be you. You don't have to make up anything. You don't have to be larger than life, but you need to be able to tell your story in your words to captivate whoever you're talking to. Never be afraid to be yourself. It is only me being myself what got me in that house. And it is only me being myself is what made America's vote me America's favorite player. I never pretended to be anybody else. Although I have lots of personal personalities I only use a few of them in the house and <laughs> just be yourself you are everything you need to make it in this world everything you need to do everything you need is already inside of you just be yourself and what is next for Tiffany tippy toes oh my gosh you know being in front of all of those cameras mic'd up all the time I really don't mind it if I could find a way to host or maybe get a show or do some acting I would love it my uncle has a video of me when I'm like eight recording me at the family reunion and as soon as he got ready to turn it off I go he goes say bye to the camera I say no please don't turn me off so I feel like eight-year-old Tiffany now I'm like hey don't turn me off Okay, and now it's time to play the lightning round where okay. I'm going to name you two things and you tell me which one you prefer. Okay. Skittles or M&Ms? M&Ms but peanut. Cassettes or CDs? Oh, CDs for sure. The tortoise or the hare? Oh, the tortoise. <laughs> Roller coaster or bumper cars? Roller coasters for sure. The 80s or the 90s? Oh, the 80s. <laughs> Connect Four or Yahtzee? Connect Four. Scratch and Sniff stickers or uh -huh. those Mr. Sketch markers? Oh, Scratch and Sniff stickers. Do you prefer to call or text? Text. Would you rather fly in a plane or take a road trip? Plane. If you had to flip a coin, heads or tails? Heads. <laughs> Pizza with toppings or pizza with no toppings? Pizza with toppings. And finally, at the casino, would you rather take your chances at the roulette table or at the slot machines? I'm a slot machine girl. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I love the slot machines. <laughs> that was fun. Thank you so much for joining us here today, Thank Tiffany. Thank you. Thank well, you. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. What would you like to say to all the fans who are watching today? I want to thank all of the fans for supporting me. Thank you for your love and support. I really do try to read all of the messages and all of the tweets and all of the comments that you guys say about me, good and bad. I don't take anything to heart, but I take all of the love in because I appreciate it. Thank you for voting for me. Thanks for watching. And if it's one thing that you take from me, please remember to go and live your dreams. Thank you. And can you tell everybody how they can follow you on social media? Absolutely. 
follow me on Twitter at absolutely tiff and follow me on Instagram at absolutely gorgeous 100. And you guys can follow me too. I always, I, I have to start saying it a little more often on Instagram. It's at official Mike Rand, Facebook official Mike Rand, Twitter. It's Mike Rand com, C-O-M. And my website's MikeRand.com. So thank you again, Tiffany, for joining us here today. I had a blast. Thank you for having me, Mike. Anytime. I had a wonderful time. I love the interview. You're welcome. And we'll talk to you all soon. Bye, everybody. Okay. Bye.